Hey there, welcome to another episode of Fast Forward, a podcast from QSR Magazine. My name is Sam Okus, I'm the editor of QSR and the editorial director of Food News Media. We're continuing today with our conversations with restaurant professionals on creative tips, ideas, and solutions on getting through this coronavirus crisis. Uh, of course, everybody in the restaurant industry is, is trying to navigate through these challenges that persist, these sales challenges and operational challenges that persist, and of course, the ongoing uncertainty that remains on when the season will end and uh, and how badly really will it affect the restaurant industry. And today I have a really exciting conversation uh, with Adrian Ingolt. She is the Chief Brand and Experience Officer with Jack in the Box. So this is exciting for us because this offers a glimpse at what's going on at the major national chain level, but also what's going on at essentially the Chief Marketing Officer position. That's what Adrian's doing with Jack in the Box. Now, uh, you of course probably know that Jack in the Box has this really really irreverent personality, uh, really leans into humor for its marketing efforts. This is something that Adrian oversees. And um, so especially in this time, I wanted to hear from Adrian, uh, what does that look like at this time, this, this serious moment, the sort of somber season? How is a brand, a national brand, supposed to uh, react to something like this and pivot the marketing efforts so that it takes into account, of course, what's going on uh, without being tone deaf, but also can continue to be um, light and be refreshing and be something that maintains a personality. So this was uh, something that I was excited to talk to Adrian about, and she provided some really interesting insights into all of this about how Jack in the Box has maintained that personality through this challenging time and just continue to really even step on the accelerator when it comes to innovations, especially in the digital sphere. Uh, and Adrian gets into some of the things they've learned as they've been forced to pivot that she thinks will really stay with the brand after this. Uh, one thing I will note is that she makes a mention to um, a prom, a virtual prom that Jack in the Box uh, was hosting. They hosted that this past weekend. And I just wanted to tell you uh, about some of those personalities that Adrian makes reference to in our conversation. Uh, YouTube star Jesse Wellens uh, was the host of this virtual prom and Diplo and Dylan Francis uh, were the DJs that were uh, spinning some tunes for uh, the students who were dancing at their homes. So just wanted to give you, give you that information to what she's referencing in this conversation. Before I jump into that conversation, Conversation. Again, go to qsrmagazine.com for all the news and insights you need about the quick serve and fast casual restaurant industries. All of our content about coronavirus is up there. Uh, qsrmagazine.com slash coronavirus is where you can find all of that. Uh, please do subscribe to this podcast if you haven't already. Um, we are going to continue to do interviews with folks about specifically coronavirus related challenges, but we will also continue to do some of our regular episodes with fast casual founders, innovators, and entrepreneurs. Uh, if you want to jump into our past archive with those Fast Casual founders that we have done in the past, please do um, scroll down, find those conversations, because I think you'll still find a ton of value to them. Um, Also, before I jump into this conversation with Adrian Ingolt, I wanted to tell you about a new webinar series we're starting called QSR Considers. This is going to be a series of panel conversations between myself and some restaurant professionals about some some tactics they're taking to get through the season, uh, specifically related to a few different um, subjects. Uh, within the restaurant industry. Um, For example, on Thursday, May 14th, we are going to launch our first conversation, and it's going to be all about off-premises innovation um, that you've heard about here on the podcast, um, but we will have this opportunity to participate in a webinar, a live webinar, so you can ask questions of these panelists as well. If you go to qsrmagazine.com slash qsrconsiders, again, that's qsrmagazine.com slash qsrconsiders, you will see how to register for that free webinar. It is, again, Thursday, May 14th. 
14th at 2 p.m. Eastern. Uh, it will also be available after the fact on demand uh, if you cannot make that time. Finally, as always, feel free to email me, sam at qsrmagazine.com, if you ever have a perspective you want to share for the podcast or for the website, or if you just want to talk. Okay, all of that said, I am excited now to roll into this conversation with Jack in the Box Chief Brand and Experience Officer, Adrian Ingold, who I had just start by telling a little bit more about her role and what that title really means. I am the Chief Brand and Experience Officer at Jack. And what that really means is an evolved version of a CMO role. So I oversee not only the business strategy planning process, but also the brand strategy, marketing and advertising, diversity and inclusion, and all of our content creation. We have been hyper-focused on all of those areas in the current situation that the world finds itself in. So I've been busy. I can imagine. Yeah. So let's let's start before the coronavirus. And, you know, Jack in the Box, I mean, to me, here's this brand that's very um, irreverent, very tongue in cheek, you know, does this great job of balancing humor with a, you know, solid brand proposition. How would you describe what your role was before coronavirus in terms of how you were trying to set up, you know, some of this marketing and some of the brand positioning? How would you define it pre-coronavirus? Jack in the Box is definitely a disruptor and challenger in our space. We live by the mantra of hell yeah. We definitely see ourselves as setting a bit apart from our competitive set. And it's that attitude that Jack has been beloved for for decades. We um, have it embedded in our DNA as a brand that has always gone against convention uh, and the norms to create the first late night menu and serve breakfast all day for the first time in our category. Um, And we have regularly reinforced that value through our mascot and challenger in chief, Jack Box, who has been irreverent and sort of pushing the envelope, as I said, since the mid 90s. And we bring that into today's world, uh, both in the traditional advertising space, but as well as in all of our advertising. Um, So tell me then how you have been forced to pivot. I mean, you know, taking into consideration sort of the seriousness of the moment, what was, what was, what did that pivot look like? How did you feel that you had to sort of retailer that strategy to the, the current moment? I think successful restaurant marketing has been recently centered on how we serve our guests, when, where, and how they want to be served. That remains the case, but we're all now super hyper-focused on keeping their safety and the safety of our employees our number one priority. So we worked quickly in early March as the virus spread and our situation changed to communicate with our guests what steps Jack in the Box was taking to keep them safe. Uh, Mm -hmm. We wanted to anticipate and solve for consumers' rapidly changing needs and behaviors. When folks started sheltering at home, we saw consumers turn to snacking and indulgent food as a means to feel comforted. And Mm -hmm. while we initially saw a trend toward cooking at home, after consumers hoarded everything they could grab off a grocery store shelf, we've <laughs> yeah. since seen that ease. So we believed it was our job as restaurant marketers within our team to train consumers that sheltering at home means ordering meals through contactless delivery or driving through a jack-in-the-box to pick up takeout. Mm-hmm. And their media consumption reflects shifts as well, away from real-world experiences, commuter-driven channels toward digital content, entertainment, things that they can consume on their personal devices while they're at home. Mm -hmm. So we've had to adjust as well. We 
increased our streaming spend and social platform advertising. We decreased our spend in things like outdoor and traffic radio. And mm-hmm. we continue to support gaming and platforms like Twitch because we've seen a rise there. Mm-hmm. But it was really important for us to shift our marketing, both in message and media placement, to focus on telling our guests that we're open, we're here to serve them through delivery, drive-through, and the mobile app. And uh, we we felt it was important to focus on telling our guests that we're open and here to serve them through delivery, drive-through, and our mobile app. And while there are very straightforward messages that need to be communicated, we also wanted to make sure that consumers still connect with the brand. And so as we moved through the early stages, we started to shift our communication to also provide a sense of entertainment because we know Mm -hmm. consumers want to feel a sense of normal. They want to be entertained. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So let's talk about that um, whole, you know, personality piece of this, because, you know, you're talking about shifting to all the social channels and the digital, um, you know, is there a way that you've been able to maintain some of that, you know, jack in the box personality that you have had in the past, some of that humor? Or do you feel like you have to keep all of this still kind of serious? I mean, what wh- what is it? What's the line, I guess? Do you try to toe the line now? Or is this not that moment? I do think consumers want to feel a sense of normalcy and want to be entertained, which is what Jack is great at. So we can communicate levels of lightness as consumers are looking for joy, distraction, and even a little bit of hope in an authentic way. I think there's room for entertainment. It's still important to be relevant and avoid being tone deaf. And we need to balance our own brand tone and flair with that sense of seriousness and sensitivity, always reiterating that the health and safety of our guests are our top priority. But we can engage in some of the content that Jack is known for. And we're doing it now in a way that's very unique to the situation that we're in. Mm-hmm. We have created virtual experiences that draw on our hell yeah attitude and Mm -hmm. allow consumers to connect with the brand via social and really feel that sense of community that they're missing so much right now. We developed a new creative approach, leveraging incredible resourcefulness in Mm -hmm. creating experiences of surprise and delight for our guests to help them feel connected while they're physically distanced. We had to draw on partnerships that already existed. We had to get creative with how to use assets since we can't go film lots of new things. <laughs> yeah. And I think it was important for us to tie the messages to the situation consumers were in. So the first thing we did was we launched our hashtag stay in the box campaign. And that's a social campaign that celebrates people who are social distancing, following the rules mm-hmm. with family bundle meals, free delivery and virtual experiences. And we created new forms of engagement on our social media while everyone was sort of adjusting to this new norm. And we also have leaned into trends and in binging and gaming right now, such as a couple of tweets around Animal Crossing that have been highly engaged. And most notably, we're hosting a virtual prom on Saturday. So our hashtag prom in the box is an opportunity (laughs) for us to align with the music and culture pillars that are main drivers for our consumers, high interest for them and core to our brand and provide a virtual pop for seniors that have had this moment canceled due to the pandemic. This is a Mm -hmm. key moment in you know, teenagers' lives, when they are looking forward to that senior year, it's a key uh, aspect of their transition 
through high school and out of high school. And unfortunately, it's been canceled for a lot of folks. So what we've done is we are giving back to two deserving Los Angeles high schools and partnering with clothing and flower vendors like 1-800-Flowers, Lulu's, and Black Tux to make Mm. the experience really personalized and impactful. So we're going to live stream a prom this Saturday with a special host and a nameplate DJ, a couple of DJs actually, that I would love to be able to share their names. Um, Contracts (laughs) are being inked as we speak. And obviously serve people the delicious food that they come to love from Jack in the Box. So Mm -hmm. we're expanding the opportunity for everyone to get involved, um, even outside of these two high schools and sort of see the live stream from the DJs and get some free food. So trying to can create that sense of community and connection that people yeah. are missing so much right now. Yeah, it's amazing to me because I mean, this is uh, such an impressive way to pivot quickly. And you know, I know with um, you know, especially a, a company the size of Jack in the Box, I know marketing calendars; these things tend to be planned out like a year in advance. I mean, there's you know a lot of thought that goes into this, and so here you are in two months' time pivoting to this unique approach. What have you learned about yourself and the Jack in the Box team in the, in the midst of all of this? I mean, is, are there lessons you're pulling from this that you feel are going to be applicable to the business and your, you know, your, your role in the business in the future post-coronavirus? Absolutely. I think there are lots of lessons being learned. Not only did we all learn how to use shared documents online and use <laughs> Zoom and, yeah. you know, uh, video conference capability. It was, you know, capability that I think was necessary a long time ago, but we've Mm -hmm. also enhanced our internal processes. We first and foremost enhanced our internal communication. So now more than ever, our executive leadership team and the franchisees are working together to put consumers first, regardless of department or role. And secondly, we developed a new creative approach like I said, getting creative and a little scrappy and leveraging resources that are available to us to figure out how to create content, create experiences without the luxury of big shoots and assets available to us. Uh, I would also say that in this situation, there's a unique opportunity to see the progressive expansion of the traditional CMO role, or in my example, the CBO role, In Mm -hmm. guiding the company to provide the best consumer experience, I think there's it's it's a time now where we need to create really consistent and contemporary brand experiences for our guests, and in doing so, change the organization from thinking brand out to consumer in. Mm -hmm. And this role, I feel, is responsible for the total relationship and total experience consumers have with the brand. That means being accountable to business performance and operational changes as we all navigate this new norm and being Mm -hmm. able to stay nimble, constantly listening to what consumers want and adjusting has helped us navigate this new world. And I think that's going to continue. We Mm -hmm. need to understand the paradigm shift that's happening on how COVID has impacted our day-to-day activities and lives, even the core basis of social interaction, which is a key human need. So I think as we transition, we need to still take sort of a pragmatic approach to what consumers want more than Mm -hmm. ever based on data and research that we learn in this time, but then also give them that sense of normalcy and and instill a sense of hope and safety by communicating as a brand. I think it's really, it's way bigger than just selling tacos and burgers and fries. 
It's about showing that throughout the course of this pandemic, we're standing in solidarity with our communities. And I think it's important for brands to remain true to who they are, really evaluate what consumers want to hear from them and speak in that tone. And I think we already knew that, you know, Gen Zennials especially crave authenticity and transparency from brands. But during Mm -hmm. a crisis, their loyalty to brands is even stronger now. Okay, Gen Zennials, that's a new term for me. Are you putting (laughs) Millennials and Gen Z together? (laughs) Yes. Okay. I was like, wow, I haven't... It's very fancy, I know, right? So, um, so piggybacking off of that, you know, of course, marketing programs. I mean, these are things that you do, you know, with with hopes of of boosting sales. Of course, I mean, there's a reason you do these these marketing and branding initiatives, um, and and you know, I'm sure there's a you know there's a way that you can measure the success of the campaigns you put out in an, in a normal environment. So now we have this unique environment with the the COVID nineteen situation, um, and and I know too a big piece of all of this has been trust, right? Right? Because one of the reasons why sales, you know, dove off a cliff is I think there was a trust factor where, for a while at least, you know, there was maybe this fear that restaurants would um, spread the virus, and and brands have had to kind of build that trust in their consumer base. So I'm guess I'm wondering what you hope your return um, on all of this will be in this season on all these initiatives you've rolled out the last couple of months. What do you want your cu- your customer to think about Jack in the Box, and what do you hope aside from you know just purely sales? and keeping jack-in-the-box lights on. What What do you hope is that return? I think it's really important now to not lose sight of what our goals were prior to this situation. We had tools in place to measure things like brand loyalty and authentic connections with consumers, and those don't change. I think we were well suited to navigate this pandemic because we were proactive. Even before COVID, we as a brand had shifted to more digital and socially led approaches, even with what we did around the Super Bowl earlier this year. And those digital experience continue to be a nameplate for our brand, a mainstay for our brand. And so that doesn't change. The tone in which we communicate them And the platforms that they may live on or the way that we promote things may need to adjust, uh, but our core values and our core measurement tools don't change. I think that Jack has fared fairly well compared to the restaurant industry because we have drive-throughs. So we already had significant opportunity for consumers to come to us in a way that was relatively contactless and safe. We already had really stringent sanitation protocols. And so we're just upholding and increasing those. We already had contactless options like delivery and our mobile app. So we're just leveraging those now. We're seeing a tremendous influx of use, particularly within our mobile app, from Mm. folks that historically have not used platforms like that, late adopters, lots of boomers, Uh, baby boomers. And I think it's great to see the brand sort of expand to be relevant to folks on those platforms that like uh, otherwise wouldn't have used us there. But the, the underlying structure remains in place. We have always been a place where you can get breakfast and late night. We've been known for our variety and the breadth and depth of our menu. And so we are a place that you can come and eat three or four times a week and not feel like you're getting the same chicken sandwich over and over again because we have so many options. Right. So a lot of these, um, a lot of the structure that we had in place prior to COVID has just continued to serve us well now. 
I hope this doesn't sound crass, but it's you know something I've been thinking about. Talk to some other people about though too. Is you know is in some way this season been maybe good for Jack in the Box? I mean, when you think about the digital channels that are you know suddenly have this. To your point, you know, there's a flood of people hitting your digital channels, and I'm sure you're able to collect a lot of information and you're able to build relationships on those channels. In some weird ways, has this kind of been a good experience for the brand? I think that this experience has definitely forced us to build muscle faster than maybe we had planned. So while digital platforms and evolving those platforms and being a leader in this space have always been important to us, we have definitely uh, ramped up the learning curve (laughs) in the last eight weeks. And I think it's a good thing. I think that we have learned how to be efficient and smart and decisive in where we put our focus. What do you think about restaurant marketing in the future? I mean, you know, the, just considering all of these new channels that you're you're hitting in this season now, and you've you talked about some of the ways in which you think it'll permanently change the Jack in the Box business. But what about the broader restaurant industry as a marketing professional? How do you think restaurants in general are going to need to position their marketing efforts uh, for the future permanently after this season comes to a close? I think that some of the consumer behavior that we're seeing now are going to stay in place in some capacity. I think folks are going to be more flexible in working from home. I think that we are going to leave a little social distance between us for a while. I think folks are going to feel more comfortable choosing delivery, mobile app, or drive-through service rather than sitting in a restaurant uh, every time that they go out for a meal. And so I think it's important for us to understand how these shifts have impacted how we do business day to day. And I think It's important for us to continue to give people a sense of normalcy, give people a sense of comfort um, and hope and safety in the communication that we serve. I don't think we go back to running price pointed promotions for the entire calendar year. It's important to keep that pragmatic, real relationship and conversation with consumers. Mm -hmm. And I think that we're going to see some additional changes as we look forward as to how we advertise. I think that the continuance of digital-led engagement is going to uh, be prominent. I think consumers are still going to look for habits that fill the gap, especially with Mm -hmm. music, sports, entertainment. I think that um, advertising is going to continue to shift to reflect more of today's circumstances with that pragmatic messaging. And I think the brands have to continue to be timely and scrappy and resourceful in our approaches to marketing as a whole. I think with the power of digital that we already have today, we can pivot on a dime. We can tailor messaging. We can be relevant as culture changes and behaviors evolve. And it's really important to keep sight of that and not just go back to what was normal in February. Right. Yeah. Last question for you, Adrian. Um, especially for those marketers who are listening to this conversation right now, uh, what is one bit of maybe encouragement or wisdom you can leave them with? You know, from all that you've learned in this season and from what you've known in your career beforehand, is there anything maybe that's a little bit more hopeful that you can leave uh, restaurant marketers for for those looking, uh, you know, to the future and getting through this season? I think that as marketers and a marketing industry. We need to continue to be open to the tools that we have at our disposal. And one of those great tools is each other. I think we can emerge from this crisis stronger than before if we keep our communication lines open. I've had the 
ability uh, and luxury of being able to connect with other CMOs across categories, across industries, and share our best practices, what our strategies are, and the challenges we're facing. And I think that that open communication and you know, less worry about proprietary information is a great opportunity for people to be humans together navigating the situation. And I hope that the team mindset continues as we all come out of this pandemic. Mm, that's good. Adrian, thank you for your time today. Really appreciate it. And uh, good luck to you and the Jack in the Box team. Be well. Thank you.